the following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Ex-Hooters girl accused of murder tells judge she'd pay bond with OnlyFans cash. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. Yes, a former Texas Hooters waitress facing murder charges was denied her request for a lower bond despite telling the judge that she could cover the proposed amount with her earnings from OnlyFans. Ashley Easelborn, 21, of Wichita Falls, asked Judge Jeff McKnight to lower her bond from $100,000 to $50,000. She claimed that she had $8,000 in a locked account from charging subscribers $12 per month on the adult content website and was working with the corporate office to get access to the funds. Judge McKnight denied Esselborn's request. Her bond was previously lowered from $1 million to $100,000 already. Esselborn was arrested and charged with first-degree murder on May 24th in connection to the beating death of Zachary Wood 24 days earlier. According to an affidavit, Esselborn confessed to being present at the Brown Street home where her boyfriend, William Bell, Ronnie Lang, and Peyton McKenzie Collier attacked Wood. She told police that the confrontation started when she and Collier accused Wood of stealing money and drugs from them. In her own confession, Collier told investigators that Esselborn did not participate in the beating, but cheered on the others. I wonder if she wore the outfit, too, you know. And Anyway, Collier remains in jail on $500,000 bond, and Bell is out on $200,000 bond. Ronnie Lang, who also faced an outstanding warrant for assault at the time of his arrest, pleaded guilty to murder and was sentenced to 50 years in prison. As for Esselborn, well, this story remains to be determined, but so far... It's a hoot. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Tennessee cops, including married female officer, fired after repeated wild sex rock. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A small Tennessee police station has been rocked by allegations of wild sexual misconduct after a married female officer allegedly had steamy romps with six male officers, including illicit on-duty liaisons. Officer Megan Hall and her fellow law officers allegedly engaged in wild sexcapades that included sending dirty pictures, taking her top off at a girl's gone wild hot tub party, and even having oral flags with two officers at the Laverne, Tennessee police station. 
The steamy shenanigans, in which Hall allegedly bragged about the size of one partner's genitals and claimed to be in an open marriage, not only led Hall to be canned <laughs> in more ways than one, but led to the firings of Sergeant Lewis Powell, Officer Juan Lulo, Sergeant Ty McGowan, and Detective Seneca Shields. Two other officers who allegedly had romps with Hall Patrick Maguiloco and Larry Holiday kept their jobs but wound up suspended. Huh. Hmm. Well, I guess they only got one go around or whatever. Anyway, the extracurricular trysts took place at hotels and parties at each other's houses and on a boat. While Hall was also accused of performing oral slacks on Powell and Shields while on duty at the police station and police gym. Officials began to look into the swinging personal lives of the amorous officers when Laverne Mayor Jason Cole received a tip that Hall was sleeping with several fellow officers and had a threesome with Maglioco and his wife. When asked about the tip, Maglioco admitted to having sex with Hall on numerous occasions. He told investigators that Hall had told him about Powell's big black dick and claimed she had performed a sex act on him while the pair were on the clock. <laughs> Maglioco also said he had seen Hall and Holiday kiss while watching football at a party and said Hall had kissed his own wife, Amy, after learning they had an open marriage. The officer said Hull's husband saw the kiss and told officials the cuckold really wasn't on board with his wife having a threesome with the Magliocos, but she continued having a relationship with him. When questioned, Powell later denied that he had had a sexual encounter with Hull, but said, everybody knows she has multiple partners, as he named Holiday and McGowan to investigators. After being caught lying about being at the gym with Hall, Powell admitted to the tryst during a follow-up interview. Powell was then involved in a domestic disturbance with his wife. Gee, I wonder why that happened. But he told investigators, beat the shit out of me, adding that he would most likely lose his children after the spurned woman learned of the affair. Yeah, well... You gotta expect these things. Holiday admitted under questioning to having sex with Hall multiple times. McGowan revealed that he once went to Hall's house with another female and exposed his genitals. After initially denying having sexual relationships with Powell and Maglioco, Hall later copped to the affairs and also admitted having sex with Lugo at a motel after they met at a go-kart center. A charge that Lugo initially denied before caving under a second interrogation. Under questioning, Shields said, I have never had sex with Megan Hall until admitting she had performed oral sex on him while on duty when pressed. I guess he's going for the Bill Clinton route. Anyway, Maglioco also noted he had become concerned about Hall's mental health and heavy drinking and driving. The officer said Hull had once pulled the trigger on an empty gun pointed at her temple so she could hear what it sounded like and said she was 
suffering from mental illness. Yeah, I can see where you might reach that conclusion. An off-mentioned event was a Memorial Day party in a boathouse owned by another member of the department to which several officers had brought their children. At one point during the party, an intoxicated hall was reportedly being force-fed vodka by Maglioco in the hot tub, at which time her top came off. And other officers stopped the former officer from drinking and helped her cover up to protect her. Lugo, Powell, and Shields were also dismissed for violating police procedure and lying during the investigation, along with McGowan, who had been witnessed choking an HR employee. Holiday Maglioco and Patrol Officer Gavin Chauvery were suspended in connection with the probe. That means the investigation. HR Director Andrew Patton, who authored the report and conducted the investigation, sanctioned the eight officers with various penalties for sexual activity while on duty, sexual harassment, conduct unbecoming of an officer, and lying during the course of the investigation. It was further revealed that Hull and many of the male officers had shared lewd text messages and pornographic images of themselves. Pornography and offensive pictures in the workplace are forms of sexual harassment. These items are offensive, inappropriate, and can lead to a hostile work environment for other employees, said the report. Well, a typical motto for a policeman is to protect and serve. But for Officer Megan, seems she was more inclined to the serve part. Listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Naked woman shot in leg after she allegedly broke into a home and attacked the victim with a frying pan. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A Virginia homeowner shot a naked woman in the leg after she allegedly broke into his home and attacked him with a frying pan. Carroll County Sheriff's Office deputies initially responded to reports of a shooting on Loafers Rest Road in Austinville and located Paul Michelle Locklear, 35, with a gunshot wound to the leg. During the course of the investigation, deputies determined that the shooting was the result of a breaking and entering. The homeowner, who heard a noise at the rear area of the home, went to the kitchen and observed an unclothed female, who was unknown to the homeowner, coming into the rear door, at which time she began hitting the homeowner with a cast-iron frying pan in the head. <laughs> the victim was eventually able to kick Locklear out of his home and secure his door. Locklear then allegedly went on the homeowner's back porch and began turning all the electrical breakers off to the home and started beating on the kitchen window. 
She yelled at the victim to get out of her house or she was going to kill him and began beating on the victim's door again, at which point he discharged a firearm and shot Locklear in the leg. Virginia officials charged Locklear with felony breaking and entering while armed, assault and battery, and property damage. The 35-year-old suspect is being held without bond pending her arraignment in the Carroll County General District Court. The homeowner is not facing any charges after the Carroll County Commonwealth Attorney Roger Brooks determined that he was acting in self-defense. Well, no telling what the hell this was all about. But obviously some sort of mental breakdown, possibly due to drug abuse, is taking place here. Uh, Because that's the only explanation as to why she would have mistakenly thought this was her home. So uh, something's going on that blinded her to the naked truth. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Threesome goes bad and ends in cuffs. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. Amid recriminations about a little dick and a stank pussy, a sexual threesome dissolved into a violent encounter that resulted in two of the participants, a woman and a man, in handcuffs. According to arrest reports, the threesome occurred at a residence in Marathon in the Florida Keys. The home's occupant, Stephen Lopez, 31, and Angela Vasquez, 20, told police they were in an open relationship and had invited Della Draper, 29, over to have sexual intercourse. Lopez said that he met Draper while driving for a Marathon taxi service and gave her his Facebook information. Lopez and Vasquez told cops that while the trio was having sex, Draper became extremely disrespectful, prompting the couple to request that she leave the residence. According to Draper, she became upset when Lopez and Vasquez tried to dominate her sexually inside the house. Draper told police that she told Stephen he had a little dick and his wife had a Stank pussy. Well, a physical confrontation ensued with Draper alleging that she was punched, had her hair pulled, not in a good way, and was thrown outside. As she drove away from the home, Draper added a cinder block was thrown through the rear window of her Nissan Altima. Lopez and Vasquez said that when Draper, seated on a couch, refused to leave their home, they forcefully removed Draper by picking her up and placing her down outside the front door of the residence. Draper then got in her car, the couple alleged, and drove the vehicle backwards towards the home's front door where Lopez and Vasquez were standing. After the auto struck Vasquez's left leg, Lopez said, he threw the cinder block at the Nissan. Draper then exited the car, Vasquez told police, and swung a closed fist at her, but missed. Vasquez added that she responded by punching Draper in the face. Police charged Lopez with a felony for throwing the cinder block, while Vasquez was hit with a misdemeanor battery account for allegedly striking Draper. 
While Lopez bonded out of jail, Vasquez remains in custody and may be facing additional criminal charges since she told police that she is currently on probation and was not allowed to leave the state of Connecticut. <laughs> hmm. Draper, a mother of two who works as a housekeeper, was not charged in connection with the threesome. But Draper was arrested for felony aggravated battery for allegedly striking another sexual partner in his face with a glass vase partially filled with gravel and rocks. The alleged attack came after what a witness described as a threesome in Draper's grassy key at residence. <laughs> The 31-year-old male victim, identified by cops as the father of Draper's children, suffered superficial laceration, swelling, and redness to the left side of his face and the interior of his upper lip. At the time of her arrest, Draper was free on bond in connection with her bust last year for battery on a law enforcement officer, possession of drug paraphernalia, tampering with evidence, and resisting arrest. As detailed in a July 2022 arrest report, Draper was a passenger in an SUV that was spotted swerving on a marathon roadway after the vehicle, which was being driven by a 39-year-old female friend of Draper's, was pulled over. Draper allegedly tried to dispose of an open bottle of tequila. She also reportedly scuffled with cops, who reported finding drug paraphernalia beneath Draper's seat. While Draper and her friend, who was arrested on a DUI count, were being driven to the Key West jail, they began engaging in romantic acts in the rear of a police cruiser, according to court records. Cops reported that Draper, whose hands were cuffed in front of her, was fondling and kissing her friend. An officer then stopped the car and handcuffed Draper with her hands behind her back. Draper reportedly responded by pulling the rear of her bathing suit to the side and asking the officer, Do you want to see my asshole? <laughs> one can imagine the officer's response could have been, I'm already looking at one. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Female police officer says she was pressured into oral sex with co-worker. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. The first female police officer ever to serve in a small Michigan town claims that she was the victim of intense sexual harassment and sexual discrimination that forced her to resign. Teresa Williams, 35, says that she was groped by a supervisor at the Iron Mountain Police Department, and she was pressured into oral slacks with a co-worker. Williams' lawsuit also claims that she was held to a completely different standard on the job than her male co-workers. Well, one can imagine. In October 2017, just three weeks after being hired by the Iron Mountain Police Department, Williams was allegedly pressured to engage in a bizarre initiation ritual. Her former supervisor, Joseph Dumbass, allegedly pressured her into doing a fireball whiskey shot and making out with him. Plaintiff refused and said the whole thing was made up. Dumbass responded that it was required and that everyone had to do it. 
as standard protocol, the lawsuit alleges, to allegedly demonstrate dumbass took an initial shot along with a former county dispatcher who was male and then kissed him. Ultimately, plaintiff fell for that and buckled to the pressure. <laughs> I added the fell for that. And took the IMPD shot with dumbass, who, as a result, kissed plaintiff and stated that she was now officially part of IMPD. Later, dumbass allegedly asked Williams to do another shot with him, and she agreed after initially declining. The lawsuit filed on February 13 alleges that dumbass then groped Williams. The suit says dumbass pressured Williams into taking the second IMPD shot. However, this time, dumbass put his hands between plaintiff's legs and grabbed her genitals. Williams allegedly froze in fear. So I'm guessing he didn't grab the other guy's junk. Yeah. In another alleged incident, Williams drove Buddock, a co-worker, home after frequenting a bar. Buddock purportedly instructed Williams to stop the car because he had to tell her something. Williams said Buddock went on to allegedly tell her about how hot her ass looked in her duty pants and then pulled her hand down to his genitals. He then attempted to kiss the woman. She turned away, and he kissed her neck. The incident in the car had only stopped after Buddock allegedly shoved her hand down his pants, and she stopped resisting, resulting in him letting go of her hand. Williams alleges that Buddock kissed and groped her when she dropped him off at his house. Williams allegedly went to Buddock's house to watch a movie. <laughs> Okay, Buttock's wife excused herself from watching the movie, and then Buttock pressured Williams to perform oral sex on him. I wanted to go home, Williams told Buttock. I basically felt helpless, like I didn't have a choice. She added, if I didn't go along with what was going on, they were going to ruin me and make my life a living hell. The former cop stated... The way that they would look at me was one of the biggest things. It made me feel like I was a piece of me. The way they would look at you was one of the biggest things. I would have thought that supposedly being forced into oral sex was the real, the biggest thing here. I mean, if you felt like you were forced to do it, then, well, you know what that means. So, hmm. Anyway, uh, she went on to say that uh, just because you wear a badge and you're a cop, it doesn't mean you're above the law. It doesn't mean you get to treat people however you want. I want my story to be told because I want people to know, other women to know, that they're not alone. And I want other women to know that it's okay to be embarrassed about stuff like this. You shouldn't have to hide from it. People need to be accountable for this type of bullshit. Williams allegedly informed her union that she was being discriminated against. Well, <laughs> okay. All right, discriminated against, but the sexual assault is far more serious here. Uh, if you're going to say, well, hey, the men weren't being sexually assaulted, <laughs> then it would be okay if they were. I mean, you see how the argument plays out? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, she informed him of the sexual 
uh, discrimination in November 2020. However, she was reportedly advised against being a whistleblower and told she could be fired if her claims were determined unfounded. Jack Schultz, William's attorney, said his client has faced the most horrific abuse he has ever seen in his career. Rather than embrace diversity and inclusion... Well, now, wait a minute. <laughs> Again, <laughs> this would suggest that if the male officers were having to perform oral sex on their superiors, <laughs> then this would be okay if, if diversity and inclusion is the problem, uh, not the sexual assault. Um, well, this is uh, very odd. Um so, uh, yeah, he says, uh, rather than embrace diversity and inclusion, these officers, including leadership, have acted with complete impunity. Their actions are disgraceful, and they must be held accountable. Uh, Schultz said that uh, the police occupation was a dream job for Williams. Well, not for long. I mean, this apparently began right after she got hired. So, um, Well, anyway, uh, Gregory R. Grant of Cummings, McClory, Davis, and Aiko, uh, the attorney representing the defendant said there are two sides to every story, and my clients are looking forward to presenting the facts in court. Uh, well, maybe. The city of Iron Mountain has always been committed to creating a safe and respectful work environment for all its employees. Williams resigned from the Iron Mountain Police Department last April. She claimed that she was given a choice of resignation or being fired. Williams said, my biggest thing is having integrity, standing tall, and doing the right thing. I know that this kind of stuff happens everywhere. I'm not the only female that this has happened to. Well, no doubt, but it, it is a bit odd that even you and your attorney stresses diversity and inclusion and uh, discrimination rather than a sexual assault. Oh, well, to be continued, I guess. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Man sought sex from a hooker for himself and his horse. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A Washington man sought to hire a prostitute for himself and his miniature horse. Jad Chipman, 48, was arrested following a vice probe involving TNA board, an online site advertising sex and escort services. Chipman resides in Longview, a city 40 miles north of Vancouver. As alleged in a probable cause affidavit, Chipman, using the screen named The Malamute, offered to pay $440 to a forum user named Diane to have actual contact with him and his miniature horse. Diane provided police with copies of explicit messages sent to her by Shipman, who allegedly wrote that he wanted to watch a gal eat out the horse that he had while sitting on his male member. While trying to entice a potential paid companion, Shipman acknowledged the difficulty in arranging such a threesome. Last two gals I asked said it was noticeably outside their comfort zone, he wrote. 
When confronted by police, Shipman reportedly admitted to being TNA board user the Malamute and soliciting Diane to eat out or lick one of his miniature horse's private parts. He selected Diane, Shipman told Gops, because she posted in the board's fetish section, and he hoped that she would be more agreeable to having actual contact with him and his miniature horse. During questioning, Shipman admitted to having prior sexual contact with animals. An investigator reported spotting two miniature horses in the pasture of the rural 7.62-acre property Shipman and his wife purchased for $365,000 in July 2019. A judge released Shipman on $1,000 bail and ordered him to have no contact with animals. While the prosecuting attorney has declined to file felony charges against Shipman in Superior Court, his case has been referred to the Lower District Court for lesser charges. Oh, well, he probably thinks, hey, this is a classic example of good help is hard to find because all the prostitutes he approached said nay. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Funeral worker burgled home of dead man for sex doll. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A funeral home worker responsible for transporting dead bodies in a Nebraska county is suspected of having an intimate encounter with a life-sized sex doll he found in the apartment of a deceased person. Investigators say Ryan Smith, 41, and a colleague were dispatched to a home at the Rock Creek Apartments in Omaha to collect the body of an individual who died there. Near the body, on the bed, was a very real, life-size sex doll. Police allege that Smith subsequently called the property manager and claimed that the local sheriff had asked him to remove the sex doll to collect swabs for biopsy. Smith's strange request was denied by the manager, who later returned to the apartment to discover that Smith was inside the unit, which had been locked with a deadbolt and chain. After Smith exited the home with his shirt untucked, and his pants in disarray. The property manager called cops, who later busted Smith on a felony burglary charge. A post-arrest examination revealed the sex doll to be sticky, and it appeared that something had rubbed her inner thighs. A deputy collected the sex doll so that they could have her processed for DNA. Smith was fired from his job with Mid-America First Call, which, according to its website, specializes in removals, transportation, embalming, cremations, and shipouts. So, I guess the sheriff's department had to swab the sex doll after all, huh? <laughs> but what was it doing lying next to the deceased? Doesn't it mean that the sex doll is somehow responsible for the deceased's death? Did he have a heart attack during intercourse with the thing? And shouldn't the sex doll be charged with murder?
or at least manslaughter. But I suspect there won't be any further investigation, as I'm sure all parties involved just want to wash their hands of it. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. During the Mr. Nelson show, do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and/or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and/or blocked. This is a Nelson News update. Tennessee sex cop Megan Hall claims she was sexually groomed in new lawsuit. The lawsuit's about the sexual grooming, not that the lawsuit is grooming her. Anyway, I'm Mr. Nelson. Yes, the Tennessee cop fired over numerous sexual romps with other officers. Claims in a new federal lawsuit that superiors in her department actually groomed her. For the risque escapades. Megan Hall, 26, who blamed a troubled marriage for her randy affairs, claimed she felt trapped and exploited in the midst of the all-male ranks of the Laverne Police Department, according to her 51-page federal complaint. Where Miss Hall sought role models at her new job, she instead found predators, the lawsuit says. In place of offering professional development, her superiors and the chief of police groomed her for sexual exploitation. They colluded in using their authority to systemically disarm her resistance and entrap her in degrading and abusive sexual relationships even sharing tips on the best ways to manipulate and exploit her. The suit claims Hall, who had a history of mental illness, felt trapped, and in an attempt to escape, she nearly killed herself. Hall was fired in January after word of the steamy sexcapades with five other cops became public, with those officers also terminated from the department. In an interview during an internal investigation, the young cop admitted she performed sex acts on duty and on police property and had a threesome with one cop and his wife. Hall told the investigator she got stupid and got desperate in the midst of a divorce. In her federal lawsuit, Hall, who was 24 when she first applied for a job on the force in 2020, claimed she first became actually involved with Sergeant Lewis Powell early last year. Sergeant Powell learned that Miss Hall was going through the process of buying a home with her husband and that this process was extremely taxing on their relationship, the lawsuit said. Sergeant Powell positioned himself as a reliable source of companionship and advice regarding Miss Hall's career and her marriage. Sergeant Powell persisted in requests for sex 
ranks despite Miss Hall's resistance, it said. Eventually, Miss Hall gave in to Sergeant Powell's request for sexual favors. She said when she tried to break off the affair, Powell threatened to kill himself. Hall said the exploitative sexual relationship with Powell led to other sexual encounters involving other Laverne cops. Larry Holliday, Patrick Magliocco, Ty McGowan, Juan Lugo Perez, Gavin Schuberl, and Detective Seneca Shields. Powell, Lugo Perez, McGowan, and Shields were fired over the sexcapades. The other cops kept their jobs, but were suspended. Earlier, Laverne Police Chief Beryl Chip Davis was also fired. Hall claims the chief encouraged this behavior and shared in the pornography and sexual fantasies of mutually abusing Miss Hall with his trusted supervisor, Ty McGowan. She said Davis once asked her to come into his office to dance for him, tried to get her to agree to lunch dates, and described her clothing as hot girl summer shit. Wow. Talk about romantic. The lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court in the Middle District of Tennessee names the city of Laverne, Powell, McGowan, and Davis as defendants. It seeks an unspecified amount in damages for lost wages, medical expenses, mental suffering, emotional distress, and reputational harm. A spokeswoman for Laverne declined to comment and said that the city does not comment on pending litigation. So was Megan Hall merely a poor woman with with issues and stuff? Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, did these nasty predators take advantage of her? Or is it just that uh, she's... <laughs> embarrassed about all of this and decided to try to change the narrative uh, that she's some sort of victim. Uh, well, hey, you be the judge. This has been a Nelson News Update. 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 Update.